Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's Sunday, the day after we've come away from Old Trafford with nothing. Uh, well, certainly no points, and we did lose 4-1 after an encouraging start. But I don't think it should all be doom and gloom. Now, NUFC Twitter went into its uh, usual meltdown uh, last night. Tactics this, individual performances that. But I've seen enough yesterday to suggest that we do have reasons to be optimistic. And I'll go into them. Please bear with me. But let's sort of have a look at the game, see where it went right, where it went wrong. It ultimately went wrong. But how did that happen? Um, and looking at the team lineups, I was really, really encouraged to see Rafa Benitez put out a 4-4-2. Now, against Bournemouth, we played a 4-4-2, and I was quite encouraged by, you know, the link of play between Gale and Hosselu. I thought it kind of gave us a bit more substance to aim for moving forward. We could use wing as well, use wing play a lot better. And I just think it gives as as much as the you know Perez or whoever plays in that number ten role is gonna have to work hard, press, I just think I just think we need to be a bit more assertive in a lot of games that we've played so far this season. So the goal to Old Trafford, I, I wondered whether he'd it would it would be a case of once bitten twice shy for the four four two. It wasn't the case. Atsu was out, so Murphy came in. Matt Ritchie moved across the left-hand side. Lascelles had that injury in the last game as well, so Clark took his place, which seemed to slot in pretty well. Uh, Lejeune retained his place as well. And obviously Marino's still out, so Hayden kept his place alongside Shelby. So... I thought it was quite, again, as I've said, really bold to go to Old Trafford, not play with one up front, not play, essentially getting set up to lose. Rafa Benitez is mixing it up a bit there. And, you know, similarly with the Bournemouth, you know, again, very a lot of similarities to take from the Bournemouth game and the, and the Man United game last night. The first half in both of those games, we played really, really well. We got the jump on our opposition. We took the game, we took the game to them. I mean as much as you can at Old Trafford, are we obviously gonna not have the possession that they're gonna have? But we definitely surprised them and certainly with the goal. Now we're using wing play very well, but it's it seems that Yedlin is probably one of our uh, most useful outlets, one of our most dangerous outlets, even though he's right back. And in the absence of of that you know, that raw pace that Christian Atsu brings to the side. Yedlin kind of filled in for that on the right-hand side. And the way he was able to just to tear up that left-hand side was really impressive. And it was, it was, it was one such counter-attack down the right-hand side that he got in beyond um, the winger and the full-back. Cut the ball across. Lindelof, who was in for one of his first starts in the Premier League, after having a kind of shaky time settling into the country and his new club, slips at the vital moment and Gale was there, right place, right time, great anticipation to sweep the ball home 
in off the post, great finish, very reminiscent of Kabai's winner actually at Old Trafford a few years ago as well, the way he kind of sweeped it across with his right hand, with his right foot um, into the bottom right hand corner from the goalkeeper's perspective. And what a start and I, I was just really impressed with the, the, assert, the assertiveness that we were showing in that first half and you know we, we were creating loads of chances, we, we, we really were and we were, ultimately we kind of went toe to toe with them. Um, we, you know, there was there was a great through ball from Shelby to to Murphy, for example, who, you know, he, he, it was kind of like a cross shot wide. He didn't quite get it on target, but again, it showed kind of how easily we were we were breaking down their their back four. They'd had injuries before. Rojo had returned on the bench. Zlatan returned on the bench. Obviously, Pogba returned to their starting lineup, which was. I guess the big news of the game, uh, of, of the pre-match build-up, and it was, I, I guess before he ended up assisting uh, Martial's goal, we'd really limited Man United to a couple of shots here and there. Rashford shot wide, um, quite rashly. Um, but, but Lejeune and Clark were holding steady. Uh, they seemed really solid. And Shelby was getting a lot of was getting a lot of time on the ball as well. I was really impressed with the way he was being able to pass it around. We were being direct. It was quick give and goes. But you always got the this, this sense, so when we scored, obviously everyone's going wild. You just sense, and I, I, I tweeted that it's a bit like, um, you know, the notion of, you know, poke an, an already angry bear with a big stick. You knew that they were going to come back. You knew that they were going to come back and retaliate. And... Sadly, they did absolutely just that. Um, Hayden almost got a really good challenge in on Pogba, but he had to be careful on that right-hand side because he was sort of in and out of the penalty area. So you got a kind of stab in, stopped him, and then a little bit of skill from Pogba. He made it look effortless, but that was quite a, a clever piece of skill. Beats Hayden, dinks a ball into the back post, and again reminded me of the Burnley winner, when a ball came fired into the kind of the back post, at least Yedlin this time was marking his man, Martial, but he couldn't get ahead of Martial when he went up for a header. Now, Yedlin's one of these players usually who has quite a good leap on him. He's very athletic, but maybe from a standing position, he's not going to have a chance against Martial, which is exactly what happened. 1-1. Not the wind out of our sails a little bit more, but it didn't really dishearten us. We still kept going forward, we still kept getting corners, and there was a chance where towards the end of the you know, Shelby had a strike, there was a chance towards the end of the of, of that half where Hayden was played through, he was one-on-one -on -one with De Gea, saved from point blank range, came out to Richie. He fired across, it hit Gale, he didn't, I think he was onside as well, Gale, didn't know where, where the ball was coming from, hit his hip and sort of just bounced past the post as well. So, I mean, that could go anywhere. 2-1 could go anywhere. There, there just seemed to be a couple of chances where you just think, so close, you know, and that could have changed the whole complexion of the game. But the longer that we didn't take chances, and again, you, you, you point to the 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 Bournemouth performance, how we we went gung-ho in that first half, 
yes, we had a goal disallowed um, in, incorrectly for offside. But if you don't take your chances, and the second half's going to be a completely different game. Now, we did that again against Man United. We didn't take the chances in the first half when we were enjoying a lot. Not, we weren't dominating, but we had, we were creating more chances in that game than we, like that, and bar the first half of Bournemouth, than we had done in in quite a few games. You know, it was it was probably I'd say that was probably our best away first half performance of the season, no question, absolutely no question. But the sucker punch right at the end of the half was was the Smalling uh, header at the back post. Now. <clears throat> They'd been obviously applying more pressure since our goal. It pushed them on. It spurred them on. The, the crowd did seem quite quiet throughout the whole game, actually. Um, even when they were sort of 3-1 up, whatever. But we didn't get a corner cleared. In fact, well, we did quite well to sort of push them quite further back. To sort of had to go to Ashley Young to get across in. And, you know, he can jink in and out. He can cross on his right or left. So he's quite a tricky customer. And he did, he, he did put a really dangerous ball across and Lejeune was left flat-footed. He wasn't w watching his man at all. And Smalling had a free header from, you know, two yards out. And that, on the stroke of half-time, was such a sucker punch for us because having not capitalised when we had possession and then going in, that changes the half-time team talk. It changes their... Um, mentality in the game as well that the opposition I'm talking about Jose Mourinho's got a completely different team talk to give his side and 2-1 up kind of restores their confidence it allows them to regroup whereas we go into half time in a quite a confused state really because we've played really really well we've gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the team that's second in the Premier League at Old Trafford yet we're still losing um, and, and you know the half time stats They'd, you know, we both had nine attempts on goal. They'd had three on target. We'd had nine. Uh, sorry, they had three on target. We had four. So we had an extra shot on target, despite having a goal less. So they've just been a lot more clinical than we have, with a fewer chances that they've actually got on target. But again, those stats to go head to head at Old Trafford in the first half—that's really impressive, and that says a lot about this four-four-two and the potential of the four-four-two. Now, even though. You know, we didn't really see it reap the rewards that we wanted to. Tactics take time to bed in. And what I like about Benitez and what we wouldn't have seen from his predecessors is, his, is him adapting his tactics based on situation, based on, you know, previous games, feedback. He's not just blindly going in with it, right, we'll go again, right, we'll go again. Same thing, same thing, same thing. He's changed it, which makes opposition teams have to think twice. You think of the impact, and I'm taking it to a really extreme example here. You take the impact of what Antonio Conte did last season with Chelsea. So he'd gone on a, a, a you know, he got absolutely flattened by Arsenal, I think it was. And then he, from that point, he decided to change to a 3-4-3. What happened then? Went on a... Won, you know, unbeaten for like nine, ten games, or won up to eight, nine, ten games, so, and uh, in a row. And he, excuse me, that was just me cat, let me cat out. And they went on to win the league because t 
tactically they changed it up. It meant that opposition teams, you know, weren't they weren't prepared for that for the three four three formation for the wing backs. It it just took it just broke everybody else's stride, caught them off guard. It meant opposition teams on the back foot because they didn't quite know how to deal with it because it, you know the three four three hadn't really been used in the Premier League in that way before. So that was obviously extreme. That obviously led to a Premier League win with a far superior squad. But but to have the you know the the boldness to change up tactics. You know we've lost a couple on, in a row and we've lost again uh, yesterday. But I think there's a lot of potential in this four four two. I think if you take the two first halves from the last two games, we've created a lot of chances. We looked really dangerous. We've been on the front foot. We've uh, been assertive. We've had a clear game plan of what we want to do and 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 defensively. The discipline was kind of there yesterday, and he, Lejeune looked solid and classy up to that mistake that he made for for the Smalling goal. And I don't want to lambast Lejeune in in the way that I'm already seeing on Twitter last night and today, because actually we'd probably be a lot would have been a few goals down had it not been for his tackles and interceptions and headers and clearances and same for Clark as well. So. We just, they're a very, very good side, Man United. Um, but we went into half-time thinking, do you know what? We, we, could, we could have easily, we could have easily uh, scored two there in that first half. We, sh we could have scored a second. And, and you know what? We kept, we, I kind of thought that we'd come out with a lot of optimism, but stay rigidly defensive as we had in the first half. Yes, it hadn't worked, we, you know, to an extent... But there's only so much a squad can do. Like, I remember before the game, Rafa Benitez made a comment, I think it was on BT Sport, where he, he kind of said, he sort of seemed to allude that actually the difference in the game actually wouldn't probably come down to the managers. Now, what he's, for me, what he's saying there is that with all the will, goodwill in the world and all, for all the good tactical you know, strategies that he's brought, and prepared for this game. Ultimately, there's going to be a quality difference on the pitch, and I think that's what he was alluding to. And you see, there was a graphic on BT Sport, the you know the, the relative squad values of each team, or certainly that the match day squads. And you're looking at something like 326 million or something for Man United, I think it was. And Newcastle's was about 77 million. And that that in itself just shows you the the, the, the gulf. You know, they they've got. <clears throat> Excuse me. They've got a they've got a team that's over four times worth over four times what Newcastle's squad is. This is what Rafa Benitez was harping on about in January. This is what he was harping on about in summer, and I don't mean harping on because I think he's absolutely right and he absolutely had a point and still has a point, and Mike actually knows he's got a point, which is why he's trying to sell because he's acknowledged that he can't be the one to take him. He doesn't want to spend his own money and he wants shot. So. Ultimately, you could go with the best game plan in the world, but when you've got players like Pogba who can just shuffle a ball that effortlessly, you've got delivery from and Ashley Young is even probably one of the, you know, the the, the, the most um, flamboyant players or you know quality players, but he can whip a ball so well, 
and he plays like left back. Do you know what I mean? We don't we don't have that kind of luxury. So obviously in the in in, in the second half, what happened was I thought we'd be a bit more patient. I thought we'd sit back a bit more, and show those solid banks of banks of four that we that that they found it you know relatively difficult to 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 get any joy out of. You know, but for a couple of moves. But we didn't. We kind of weirdly we sort of tried to go for it, and we were, we ended up trying to we ended up getting a lot of our men caught very high up the pitch. I mentioned Yedlin before and how he was one of our most dangerous outlets. I remember at a point when he was in the opposition next to the opposition corner flag, right, and then they sprung on the counter attack down their left hand side where Yedlin would be, and I'm just thinking. Bloody hell, like, he's our right back and he's pretty much, the, he was the most furthest forward player that we had. And and the quality of Manchester United, the fact that they can spread the ball long, a bit like Shelby can, but you know, you, it's Pogba. And you've got players like Lukaku who can receive a ball and hold it up. And you've got players like Martial and Rashford who have pace and skill. And they're all working together and you've got Matter and you, you know, it's a, you know, it epitomizes it when you say Pogba's worth more than all of our squad put together yesterday. That that epitomizes where we're at, where the gulf and class is. And there's there's very little we can do about it. There's very little Rafa Benitez can do about it. A lot of people saying, "Oh, tactics, he got it wrong again." And he, what is he supposed to do at Old Trafford? Do you know what? It was really refreshing to see a Newcastle manager having a bloody go, having a go at Manchester United. Because why not? Because they've, you know, first team to beat De Gea in, in how many, however many games? How many clean sheets have they had? At least we had a goal, we went ahead. And, but for luck here and there, we might have, we might have gone in at half time 2-2 two, two or 2-1 two, up. It, it, was, it, was, it was just that tight, these games, you live and die on a knife edge, you know? But, but the, you know... I thought defensively the discipline went. I think you could see that in the first ten minutes of the of the second half. You see Lukaku break down the he was down the right hand side this time. He fed it in. Um, I think it was to I think it was to Mataros. Oh, oh. Yeah, he slipped it in the matter. There was another chance where Rashford had cushioned a little header, where Elliot had to come out. Elliot had to make a couple of other saves as well. But the the, the Lukaku was, you know, he found acres of space for his goal. But before that, he he was running down for the right wing for the third goal. He knocked it into Rashford, who again cushioned it across the face of goal. Pogba's kind of unmarked Lejeune. Might have been out of nobody's picked up the run from Pogba really. Is this Hayden? Is this Lejeune didn't seem to have anyone on him on the replay. Elliot's got a dead leg, so maybe his reactions aren't as strong, and they've gone three-one up. And it's it, 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 at that point the game's over. I think early early second half the game's over. Our heads are gone, and then the Lukaku goal where he's basically again come down the right hand side. He's played a one-two. Knocked it over. The challenge from Lejeune, not not good enough for me. But to be honest, 
Lejeune had been completely exposed by Lukaku even reaching there in the first place. So it's not all on Lejeune. It's the entire defence. It's midfield as well. And it's partly just the fact that Man United have that quality that we just don't possess. And he's just... Lukaku's just absolutely smashed it in past Elliot. And it, to be honest, we were lucky not to go... Given how that second half had gone, I think we were lucky not to go further behind. For example, you know, Elliot made a couple of great saves in the last um, couple of minutes. That Zlatan scissor kick when he came on. I think it was hitting the post, but Elliot was down to save it anyway. Then Fellaini had a header from that corner when he came on, and Elliot just sort of kept it over the line. But we didn't really have many chances to speak of in that in that in that second half. Shelby had a long range shot, for example. You know, Mitrovic came on and put himself about. Diarmi came on, but Diarmi doesn't really offer much anyway. Aaron's came on, but to be honest, we really didn't see much of Aaron's. I don't know if it was just that he was didn't get involved himself, or he wasn't used, or to be honest, I don't know if there was much chance of him getting possessed. You know, we didn't have that much possession in the second half. By that point, it was it became a bit of an exhibition game for for Manchester United, and it was a it was a really comfortable win in the end. I think they took the their foot off the pedal, and we would you know when you're four one up. You don't really have to do much. You save energy. You don't go in for dangerous tackles because they've suffered enough injuries themselves. You know what I what I did question was um, it was the it was the stamp challenge on Hayden, and I think it was um, I think it was a, a yellow for Smalling. It was Chris Smalling who's gone studs up, and he's he's caught. He's caught Hayden quite high up his shin. Now, I've seen red cards given for that. I'm not going to say, oh, it was a definite red card. It was a stonewall red card. It's, it wasn't a stonewall red card. He got a yellow for it, but I've seen, I've seen reds given for that. Um, Graham Paul on, on BT Sports suggested that he, you know, he said he was overstretching for the ball. Now... By definition, surely overstretching means you're not in control of yourself. Because you because you're overstretching, you can't be as accurate where you're trying to. Do you know? So I, I think by definition, he's out of control there of of the of the tackle. I don't know. I don't I don't know the rules that intimately, but I did wonder. You know. That kind of tackle at Old Trafford by a Man United player. I don't, I'm not sure the referee's going to ever give a red card in that situation for whatever that means. But yeah, it was another tackle that you know went 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 against us. I think, um, but I just think we were outclassed. I think second half we lost discipline and defensively, I think we were just all over the place. We were trying to push forward for an equaliser at the start of the second half. I don't think that was the right approach. I think we should have been a lot more patient as we were in the first half because we still created enough chances while remaining relatively solid. And when I say solid, is that we were still in the game by that point. But as soon as we sort of rush forward, maybe to try and ca catch them off off guard, it's too late. They, they could punish us counter-attack. And look, it comes down to this. We... It comes down to our downfall this season, which has been goal scoring. We're just not potent enough up front. We have to bring in a creator and a, and a, and a finisher in January. Without question, if you want to stay in the division, 
we need to score goals. Hosselu's not scoring enough. Gale's not scoring enough. He's, he got a great goal yesterday, but he's not scoring enough. He hasn't, he's not been on the pitch a lot, but <laughs> out of him and Mitro and Perez and Hosselu and even our wingers, Atsu and Richie and any midfielders, we're just we're just not getting the goals and we're not taking those chances as we've created in the in the first halves of the last two games. But what I'd like to see against Watford next week is that I want to see us do four four two again. I want to see probably largely that same team. I'm not sure Marino's going to be back in a week. I think that's a big ask. But with Hayden suspended off his yellow card, that's going to put us into some trouble maybe. I don't know if I don't know if Diarmi drops back and we go in with Diarmi and Shelby, but then that doesn't seem to be much defensive-minded uh, players there. Henri Savé has been mooted. He would probably be a more sensible option in that he does operate as a defensive midfielder. Callback's completely out of the picture, so that's a not that's a non-starter. Well, you've got Mbemba who can play defensive midfield, who has played defensive midfield for his country. Rafa's also acknowledged that fact as well in, in previous press conferences. So, I'd like to think Marino's going to be back, but I think it will be a big ask. He's just, on social media, he's uh, he's taken a photo of him being back at the Benton training ground today. So, we'll see. It's, it's, it's difficult for us to see because we don't know what his, what his condition is, but videos from back in Osasuna where he's training seem... Really encouraging, but again, that's a long way from being match fit. You don't know. So, but I'd like to see us against Watford go with a four-four-two. I think we need to nurture this and 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 develop this four-four-two because we do create more chances. It does put us on the front foot, and that's what we need to do against Watford. Watford are a bit of a mixed bag, but they can be really dangerous. Been one of the success stories of the of the of, of the of the season so far. But there's a lot of talk about Marco Silva leaving to go to Everton. Hopefully that might be a bit of a distraction for Watford and they won't fancy it or it'll put them off the, off the, off the stride. But I, I'd say we really, really need some points against Watford. I think three, three defeats on the bounce. We need, to be certainly, we need to be certainly not losing that game. I think we get into a bit of panic mode if we do lose that game. Four, wins on, uh, four defeats on the bounce. But we just need to take... what. But looking at positives from, from the Man United game is that formation looks promising. We went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, with the, for the first half at least uh, with the second-best side in the league, in the country, at their ground. And to be honest, I think 2-1 at half-time flattered them. I think 1-1, fair enough, but 2-1 definitely flattered them. I don't think 4-1 flattered them in the end, given how they went, in the, went, went about the business in the second half. But 2-1 flattered them at half-time. And that's where we need to take positives from. We need to take positives from the fact that we looked dangerous in a 4-4-2. So I think there's plenty of positives to take there. We did look relatively solid. Defensive lapses again. You could blame individuals all you like. Great, but... You know, certain players were exposed at certain times. Lejeune might have marked Smalling a bit better on the, on the on that second goal, but otherwise, I think he played quite well defensively in that first half. I just think the whole team 
crumbled in the second half, which is you're always going to be pointing fingers and, and things like that. And but it was a it was a team <laughs> capitulation in the second half, and it, and this is only the first time that Rafa Benitez has a Rafa Benitez side in the Premier League this season has been turned over. We got turned over. We got absolutely schooled yesterday by a very good side with world-class players. World-class. They, they could bring Zlatan off the bench. They started with Pogba. Mkhitaryan wasn't even playing. Do you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> These are we, the, the player that we might bring in as a creator, if we are going to bring him as a creator in, in January, isn't going to be isn't going to be half as good as who, what Mkhitaryan is. That's the depth that they've got, and they're Man United, and <laughs> you just got to hold your hands up and say, well, what can, what can you do? What could Rafa do? Tactically, first half, thought he got it spot on, really, despite the 2-1. But I thought mentality in the second half went, heads went, and that's kind of where the downfall was, and not taking chances. However much, even though there might have been half chances, we need more goals. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. We just need to start taking chances. And the longer it goes without our strikers who are starting don't score, the more people might be calling for changing it up. Mitrovic gets a start up front or, you know, Aaron's gets a start on the wing to try and create more to cut in. Maybe, you know, we, we, we need to, maybe Murphy gets a bit more uh, chance if Atsu's going to be out. I mean, I thought Murphy in the first half seemed to Seemed to be nervous. He seemed to come across a bit lightweight as well. Um, but he had a couple of nice moments, I thought. A couple of nice moments. And had a really good shot in the, in the second half as well, which is saved well by De Gea. So I think he's just a case of he needs a bit more confidence. And I don't think we've seen the best of Murphy. I think it was a lot of money. And it's difficult to judge whether he's worth that money yet because... I don't think we, anybody can truly judge him on a couple of sub-appearances and, and, and one start at Old Trafford. But maybe at home, he gets a start against Watford. Bit of confidence, grows into it. The fans don't get on his back. Maybe we can start, you know, nurturing him in a, in a, in a quite a useful, dangerous player. Who knows? But I just think at the minute, let's not get on players' backs. They need The players need us more than ever. On Saturday, we need to get some atmosphere going for them. Watford is a winnable game. Yes, we said that about Bournemouth. Yes, we probably said that about Burnley. Man United, we would have been very, very lucky to get a draw. So let's not go mental. Let's not melt down that we've lost to the second best team. Pretty much the second hardest game of the season based on league position. Second hardest. Hardest would be Man City away because they're top. So let's take the positives. And let's use them in future games. What for next? I've been Adam. Thanks very much for listening to me rant. Again, it's not the it's not the it's not the result that we wanted. It was certainly a first half performance we wanted, but the second half, absolutely not. We need to be a lot more. We need to be mentally stronger than that. But onwards and upwards, we'll go again. And uh, we'll see how Watford goes. I've been Adam of the Two Network. Thanks very much for watching and listening. Please get your comments in below if you want to ask me any questions for the next match report. I'll answer them as best I can. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on YouTube as well. We're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook as well. Thanks very much. Really appreciate all the comments that come in. It means a lot. On to Watford. Cheers, everyone. Bye-zy-bye. -bye.